Hello, and welcome everyone to Stand By Me's weekly podcast series. Stand By Me is a partnership between the United Way of Delaware and the State of Delaware that offers free one-on-one support to Delawareans who want to understand more about their money, make good financial decisions, and achieve their financial goals. This two-part episode features the Stand By Me Home Program and explores the relationship between a Stand By Me coach, Sarah Chacha, and three of her customers, Anthony, Brooke, and Dan, who are each in varying stages of buying a home. In the first part, we got to know each of the customers and talked about their journey toward buying a home. In the second part, today's program, we dig a little deeper into the specifics of the coach-customer relationship, how and why it works well, how trust is built, aspects that have made the relationship successful, and some of the steps along the way. Let's begin with Anthony. Anthony, what do you find most valuable or rewarding about having a coach during this process and being a part of Stand By Me? That's a great question. Um, it, it, it certainly provides guidance, um, certainly to an individual who's not not well-versed in finances and, and credit. Um, so it provides guidance and direction. And I, and I think that's important and it's very much needed. For each of you, what surprised you most about your particular relationship and partnership? And was it, is there anything that's come out of working together that wasn't what you expected going into it? Well, I, I was somewhat skeptical initially, but I found Sarah to be a listener. Um, she understood my, my situation, and, you know, she was able to guide me through it. The most surprising thing when you're connecting with people is the, the barriers that they have to let down to be able to be coached. You know, that is always a surprise how to me, how much people are able to accomplish when they're really focusing on it. Um, We talk about goals a lot, but really to watch it happen and unfold before you is a beautiful thing. And I think that's, that's always surprising, right? And it's always wonderful to be a part of. What do you feel are the most important factors to a successful partnership between you and your clients? The most important part of a relationship depends on the client and the boundaries that we set. We try to ask that in the beginning. Um, what are you looking for out of this program? And is it really for you, right? Are you trying to reach goals right now? What's your history with reaching goals? And I think that setting those boundaries and understanding each other um, and listening to each other is huge. And then communicating. So if there was a a month where I fell off or Anthony fell off, one of us would reach out to each other and make sure like, Hey, just wanted you to know I'm still continuing this process. Um, or I would reach out and I would say, Hey, just want to let you know, I'm still here for you through this process. It goes two ways, right? So if you need help, you have to let your coach know. And, um, we want to help you to give you whatever you're looking for and help you with whatever goals you're looking for. Um, So if that means a continued relationship, then we want to do that. If that means three appointments and you've already finished everything, sometimes it's like that. Um, Sometimes it's 20 appointments, sometimes it's two or three, but it all depends on the client. I'd like to add that uh, Sarah has a great deal of skills. She has great communication skills. She she listens. And and the, the one that I'm, you know, so, so grateful for is that Sarah was honest with me. She knew when I wasn't ready, and she she knew when I was ready. 
and I and I and I so appreciate that. Brooke, what have you found the most valuable, rewarding aspect of having a coach and being a part of the Stand By Me program? Stand By Me, at first I was like, okay, I'll do whatever I have to do, thinking that I had a handle like on my finances, which, you know, I do. It's just, you know, the education that is like, I feel like it lacks everywhere. It lacks in the school district. It lacks everywhere because it's like, you know, it always used to be, such a bad thing like you don't talk about your finances you know I was raised my parents didn't talk about it It was like hush hush nobody needs to know how much money you have it's a stigma I feel like I mean it's almost I mean it's like it's up there with like mental health almost so I just that's where kind of like I come from because even though like I know how to save and all this stuff but the education on how to like your credit report like that kind of thing they don't go over that in home at you know what I'm saying when I talk to my husband, my husband is, God love him, he and my father, they pay cash for everything, okay. you know, so that's how, that's their roots, and that's great, but, you know, I don't, I also know that credit cannot, can be, doesn't always have to be the enemy, if that makes any sense. Sure. And... So when I talk to him about stuff, you know, he immediately shoots it down and being able to have a conversation, you know, with Sarah, like just about the car thing, even though I was kidding and not kidding at the same time, she was telling me like, no, we're not. you know, I knew if, if it was like a serious conversation I needed to have with her, she would have called me that next day and been like, okay, let's, let's talk about this and let's, you know, lay out all the options. You know what I mean? So I guess having someone to kind of bounce off finances with is actually, you know, like, I feel like that is one of the strongest things that I like about it. And Sarah, what do you think has been um, some of the most important factors to having a successful partnership with Brooke? With Brooke, I think it, like she said in the beginning, it's the relationship that we had, right? So her willingness to be very open and honest with me she came and she was like hey look these are the things that I can and can't do like I can't answer you on a rigid schedule because there's no such thing as that when you have six kids (laughs) I giggled and I was like I can understand that right because things it's when you have that many people in your life right like something is bound to happen every single day so she set that boundary So I knew how flexible I needed to be. I set my boundary. Like we can talk all the time, but here's what I need you to do. If you're having any trouble, I want you to let me know and don't just do something and then shut me out because I don't want you to feel uncomfortable about that because life happens. Communication and openness and being open to that coaching, right, has been the most important factor between Brooke and I like there's never a point where I don't feel comfortable in telling her like hey maybe you shouldn't do that it's a really good partnership and in order to have that partnership you have to be open and communicative you have to want to talk about it you have to be able to talk about it you know when emergencies happen that changes the dynamic of the conversation sure (laughs) it's like hey I had no choice I have to do this and I was like okay well then we need to change your goals because that's, that's life. The fact that she was open to tell me that 
makes a big difference because some people feel guilty and they stop calling their coach. And that's not what we want. We don't want you to feel guilty when something happens in your life. You know, sometimes it doesn't always go the way that we want it to. I'm not living Brooke's life. So I can't tell her what to do with her finances every single day because I'm not her every single day. All I can do is just be a good friend and a good coach and look at it from my perspective. You know, try to slow it down if she's going too fast in a lane that she shouldn't be going in. And then let her go down the lanes that she should be going down fast. She has helped me by being as open as she has been and shooting messages back to me whenever I try to reach out to her to see what's going on. She's been very good with it, very good with responding. Like the respect factor, um, you know, my parents raised me to be respectful regardless of the situation. So I think that just respect for there's somebody putting time into you and they want you to succeed. Yeah. And I, as a coach, I know that that's how I am with my players. So that's how I felt about Sarah. Like she's putting this time into me. She wants me to succeed and she wants me to gain all the knowledge I can, you know? I mean, I think for this kind of coaching relationship to work, you have to be able to trust what you're being, you know, told and, and led through. Um, what were some of those key components that had you feel like you could trust? Like you were saying, it is a key component. Trust is actually one of the most important things when we're talking about finances like this. Like Sarah said earlier, at first, I was strictly down to business. I did not want to talk about home life. I didn't want to talk about anything other than what I need to do to get my credit where it needs to be. He wanted it very structured, and he did everything, and um, if something happened, he let me know, or if he couldn't get something done. And now we're closing on a house on July 14th. It was a good experience to watch somebody get everything done really fast and structured. Some people have a lot of life stuff come up. Uh, he somehow found a way, even with everything that was going on with the coronavirus, to still stay on track, um, even when his hours got cut for his goals. And I thought that that was pretty impressive. So what surprised you the most about your partnership in this? And is there anything that came out of working together that wasn't what you expected? I'll be honest. I thought this was going to be very just rigid and cut and dry, um, just strictly business. But, you know, I've had phone conversations with Sarah that have gone on for, you know, about 45 minutes. I call her with two questions and then we'll get off on a tangent. And it, it, it's always been a good time. You know, I, we laugh. I mean, you could obviously see we laugh together. It's, and that's, that's very important because it means we feel comfortable with each other. And it, it builds even more on that trust that we have. I've had a theory my whole life that the two biggest purchases you make in your life are your house and your mode of transportation. So trusting the person that's going to get you where you want to be and put you in a position where you have options is, is definitely a key factor. Sarah, what do you think were some of the key things that he brought to this equation that has made this so successful? Determination. Um, with Dan. He was extremely <laughs> determined to do what people pretty much told him he couldn't do. He had a goal that to get a home before August and 
a lot of people will tell you it takes time to build your credit, and that's very true. And when he came to me, he was just like, look, I need to find any way to do this. So I actually spent a little bit of time after our first meeting um, and gave him the small list of things to do for his initial, like, follow-up goals um, and how to get him there. And then I did some follow-up research on how he could boost it even faster and ways that he can get into a house really fast. We had explored how he was going to do that with his partner and, you know, went over a bunch of different options that worked for his life. But at the end of the day, he did it. I didn't do anything. I made suggestions. And sometimes he went off the course that I gave him and he was like, hey, I think this is better. And it's worked for him. He chose what worked best for his credit. He didn't always do things in the order that I told him, hey, or that I suggested to him. And he was like, well, I think, <laughs> hey, I think this will work first, right? So I'm going to try it first. And if it didn't work within two weeks, he'd get frustrated and he'd be like, hey, maybe you're right. I might try that later, but I'm going to do this first. And that's okay. You know, sometimes people are like that, but the point is, is that he never gave up. He did it at such a fast pace that it was I was impressed that he found the money to, like, get all of his finances straight so fast. And that's so unheard of because it's so hard. It takes so much self-control to stay in such a tight budget that I was just so impressed at how determined he was um, and how fast he got everything done. I had no idea about the amount of money that I had just sitting around because I would always use it. You know, if I wanted something, I would just go buy it. I, I didn't care the cost. You know, I, I, I was I was fine, right? I, in my head, I was set. Everything's good. I want that. I'm going to go buy it. Well, then, after meeting with Sarah, it kind of opened my mind. And I realized, like, no, I can't go drop $400 at the drop of a hat anymore. I need to tone that back. And I just started focusing on what I needed. And what I needed to do was get this credit taken care of. And that's the key. You have to just focus where where it's required. One of our conversations, we had talked about his past a little bit, and it goes into his determination. And like he said before, we kind of have similar paths. And we had a really serious conversation about, well, what does that mean to you, right? Like, what does not being in poverty mean to you? And how do you break the cycle of generational poverty that you've been in, that I've been in? And you do that by being cognizant of the money that you're spending every day and the way you the habits of what you're doing and how you're doing it. So it was huge when, he, when we had that conversation because he opened up to why it was so important to him, right? Like why he felt like he could spend that money. He was like, well, I worked really hard to be able to get to a place where I can buy whatever I want to be able to buy. And I was like, yeah, that's great. But for, <laughs> for this piece of time, right? Like if you don't at some point start paying attention where you're, you're living is going to be a problem to you, right? If you don't take care of it. So he honed in and he got everything done and he broke, he's breaking his cycle by budgeting. He's, he's breaking the cycle of poverty by saving money and paying off credit and doing everything you're supposed to do. And it's so nice to watch and be a part of. And I'm, 
I'm blessed to be able to share my experiences with people and any knowledge that I have and to see people who are like me really get what they want. This has been an amazing experience. Uh, I'll tell you, I actually, I was texting Sarah yesterday and we were talking about the home inspection and everything's been going on. There's times where I'm, I'm just high on life. I'm elated. I'm happy. And then I get punched in the face like, hey, we forgot to do the termite inspection on your house, but we're going to take care of that for you. So now I'm back up. I'm happy. I'm happy. So now I got to wait for the results of that test. But, you know, the whole thing has been like that. It's like, hurry up and wait. But patience is the virtue here. You have to have patience. You have to have drive. And you have to have the motivation. Like, you can't just expect stand by me to do everything for you. You're going to have to do what's required of you to meet your end of the bargain. It's not just something where they can just make a couple of phone calls and poof, everything's fixed. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I've spent a lot of money over the past couple of months, you know, a lot. And I don't like it. I had to do it. And, you know, I wish I could have just put that in my savings, but unfortunately I wanted the house. So that was more important. But that's the key is recognizing what you want versus what you need. Listening to these stories has been truly inspirational. But perhaps the best way to sum this two-part series up are these words from Brooke. You know, it's definitely a program. I feel like even people who have a good handle on their finances and they're educated, it's definitely worth it just to have someone to go through and just kind of go through, like, you know, when she went through my credit report with me, you know, obviously I student loans. And she was able to tell me, you know, like, you need to check with this. You know, this one's reporting more and this is shouldn't be how it is. It should be, this should be less and this should be more. Even like small things like that when your credit report, not everybody knows. Like first time home buyers, you know, I feel like they should all have this opportunity to talk to somebody who is, is, is experienced in reading, you know, your credit report and like going over like your finances and stuff like that. Everybody should at least have one consultation and you might find that, you know, they need help in other areas. It's just a good program for everybody. Today's podcast has been brought to you by the United Way of Delaware, the state of Delaware, and by our generous partners and donors. For more information, visit www.standbyme.org or facebook.com slash standbymedelaware. If you are in need of emergency food assistance, Delaware 211 is the state's referral hotline. Dial 211 or 1-800-560-3372 or text 898-211 or visit www.delaware211.org.